0: You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the show. You are in for another genius session here today on the podcast. And today, we're really tackling the question around... What if I didn't have traditional schooling or formal... Experiences doing my genius. How can I still do it confidently, even though, for example, like I don't have a plaque on the wall with my name on it, or I didn't do this formal certification. Um, how do I translate that and relay that into a business? How do I market myself and still feel confident, knowing that I don't have that? This is a great question, and part of the reason I wanted to work with Beth today because she sent in this question. So Beth is a restaurant service professional and a proud mom. She loves studying astrology and spending time outside now Beth is working towards building and growing into a new adventure in life aka her side return is approaching in terms of the business she wants to build and what she wants to create around her genius is that Beth really wants to work with restaurant owners who really desire a low turnover rate with staff because so much of staffing in the restaurant space is high turnover and people quitting and working with the people side of things um, she really wants to work with restaurant owners who want to invest in their staff owners who have like a really open mind they really care for the of their employees and really need help uh, in that domain. That's where she wants to come in with her services. So we're talking today about her building out a business around that, her offering her services as a consultant, um, and how exactly she is going to rope in her genius and all of her past experiences and relay that to the client to, um, really be able to clearly convey her gifts and her genius and her expertise in a way that is confident and incredible. So I give her a little framework that she can use. It is based on a framework I teach inside my book p.s you're a genius an unconventional guide to finding your innate gifts even when you feel like you have none which you can buy at kellytrack.com books um but we talk about that today and i think this is going to be a very helpful episode for you if you feel like you don't have formal training on something but you really feel called to serve in a certain way and you have life experience um yeah it's a great question i'm really excited to share my answers with you so let's get to this session All right, well, welcome to the show, Beth, and welcome to your genius session. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks, Kelly. Yeah, you sent in some amazing questions beforehand, and I'm going to start one by one, and we're going to read them off, and we're going to work through them one by one. So the first one is this, um, and actually, I love this question, and this is what like really caught my eye and caught my attention, um, because I feel like this is such a key question that so many folks uh, would have. You said, how can I market myself and services as confident, authentic, and knowledgeable when I don't have any formal education to back me up? Is there anything else you want to add to this question at all, Beth? The biggest thing with this one is like, I I have some college
1: education under my belt, but I never completed a full degree. And my biggest industry that I work in is the restaurant industry and you know I don't have a business degree I don't have anything to show for in that way but I do have a lot of years experience working on the floor it's just a matter of kind of like transitioning from working on the floor to how can I market myself as you know someone that can be taken seriously in that respect
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. totally yeah It's an amazing question. First things first, like right off the bat, I really don't think that you need to go to school for your genius. You can just have like experiences, time over the years, and I think that totally counts. And I always like to say you're qualified to help somebody if you've got experience yourself or you've helped other people um, and you've helped other people achieve what the end goal is. So um I always think experience counts. Um Sometimes I think experience counts more than formal training. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> don't worry. I would say first and foremost, don't worry about that. I would say, and you're right on the right thinking. It's a marketing and messaging tweak. And it's like a mark. It's almost like putting on your marketing hat and being more strategic in how you message things and word things. And we can get to that in a second. And it's also like a like that boost in confidence and trying to just like kick that self doubt to the curb, even though it's hard, but just remembering that 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 expertise from tactical knowledge and like real world experience is so helpful. Um, and that's like the real, real life stuff, especially if like in the restaurant industry, where I feel like for what work you want to do, having that hands on experience would be so much more valuable than any kind of program or like classroom learning if that makes sense how do you feel about that
1: yeah for sure definitely yeah agree and resonate with all of that
0: yeah so my next question would be kind of just more like what are you looking to build Beth like if you could wave your magic wand and have any kind of business you'd like what would that look like for you in terms of what you'd offer what you'd sell who you'd sell it to uh so what it would look like is I really would
1: love to um consult with restaurant owners. Um, and management teams, I, especially in the restaurant business and across many other industries, I feel that, you know, the employees on the ground, face-to-face with the customers, um, actually making the operations of the business run, do not have the help, resources, benefits, um, and support that they need to be as successful as they can be. And there's also a, a super high turnover rate. And, you know, what I want to do with this is I want to help restaurants and, you know, whether it's chained or locally owned restaurants, I want to help them be able to create adequate training programs, Mm -hmm. um, be able to really refine their hiring process Mm -hmm. so that way they can make sure they're taking on the best fit employees for them. Um, A lot of places will just hire anybody because they need help. And Mm -hmm. I think if we really narrow that down, you'll have a better employee retention um, and building up benefit programs for the Mm -hmm. employees.
0: Okay. Gotcha. These are my words, not your words. So it's kind of like almost like supporting on the HR side of the restaurant industry of like hiring benefits getting the right people is that am I kind of am I understanding that correctly yes
1: yeah I don't think I've consciously thought of it in that respect
0: (laughs) um but yeah totally okay gotcha and you would kind of come in as like in a a consultant would it be like in terms of how you would see it playing out would it be like one-off packages where it's like some, a restaurant would hire you, you would come in for a couple hours, teach them some stuff and go, would this be like, I'm going to help you over a couple of months and like a longer term package and like a longer term consulting thing. Cause I know you had said you had like kind of scratched out an initial offer. What would that service look like for you in an ideal setting? In an ideal setting, I kind of go back and forth between a couple of
1: options. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, you know, one of the things that I would actually want to do is offer up a um like a recommendation plan. Um, I would do a restaurant assessment, just look at what they have, um, what they don't have. You know, I, I do actually want to speak with employees that work there, management, ownership, and really just kind of dig into each layer of the business and get a feel for, you know, how it can work best together. Um, So it'd be very individualized to the restaurant itself, you know, and then at the end, I would like to give them an action plan where I would, you know, give them a folder binder, whatnot of things to implement timelines, resources. um, And, you know, I'm still kind of tossing back and forth if that's, I just want to give that and be on my way, or if I want to work with them and support them more throughout that action plan.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you could always try both ones, like a me me popping you popping in, not not me, not me Kelly Track, you popping in fast <laughs> <Yeah. now, laughs> popping in and helping and then kind of consulting more at a high level and going, or you know, another package being a little bit more long-term, more hand holding. Mm-hmm. You could even do it as basic as like two offerings on a website and then see which one they kind of end up people end up buying down the road, um, and then tweaking from there. Okay, gotcha. I definitely understand the general gist of what you're trying to offer and sell. Um so I guess to go back to the the main question about how can I market myself as like authentic and confident and knowledgeable when I don't have any formal education, I would go back to asking you about like, what's been your experience in the restaurant industry? Like, tell me about that. Oh, my experience in the restaurant industry started seven or eight
1: years ago. And I started In college, my first restaurant job was actually at Denny's, Mm -hmm. and I kind of just worked my way through different restaurants, you know, all the way up to five-star fun dining in a boutique hotel. Mm -hmm. So I have, you know, developed a broad range of experience across the restaurant spectrum, but as far as actually working in the restaurants, I love the fast-paced motion of it all. Um, However, working with management specifically in restaurants is very difficult. So I would really want to, you know, with this business, help mend a healthy relationship between management and employees and ownership and through the line.
0: Mm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like even what you said before, like eight years of experience, like When 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 you speak, I literally am thinking about what would what would we write on Beth's website. So it's just like being really clear about like I have eight years of experience, and even the line of what you said like I started working at Denny's and then you know worked up to more like high end stuff in a boutique hotel. Like you having that whole scope, right, and understanding. But the kind of the framework I like to teach is because I did X, I learned Y, and now I can help you achieve blank desired outcome because of it. Um, So it's like because I worked at Denny's for X amount of time doing Y role, I learned A, B, and C, and D skills. And now I can help you achieve blank with your restaurant because of it. My other thing I was gonna ask you is, where have you kind of picked up skills for, you know, you being an amazing consultant, which I feel like you totally have the experience to do it. What like other kind of like roles or like odd jobs have you had that you could use almost in this framework? So like, I'll give you an example. Sometimes people ask me like, oh, Kelly, how'd you learn sales? And I was like, well, because I used to work I had jobs like in college, like I used to sell cars at Tesla and it taught me a ton about sales. Um, and it's like, and now I can help you really sell your stuff based on the experience I learned there. Or for, you know, time I used to work selling clothes at Lululemon and like that taught me a lot about like sales and how to have conversations. And, um, it's just like thinking about ways in which we can communicate past experiences in a clever way. Any other like past experiences that you think would be really helpful in order for like a potential client to know about in terms of like you building up your expertise? Well, throughout many, if not most of my
1: restaurant jobs that I've worked at, I've also been a trainer as well. So I've helped train a lot of incoming new employees. So I do have a lot of experience in the teaching aspects. Perfect. Al- along with supervisor experience. And um, I actually also did paralegal work as well. So as far as, you know, researching things and, you know, organizing data, um, I've done those as well.
0: Perfect. And when you were saying a trainer, was that in the restaurant setting? Or is that like athletic training? Uh, yes, restaurant training. Okay, okay. Yeah, you totally want to like put that in there because it takes a certain kind of skill set to, to, to train and to teach. Um, and especially with you going forward doing consulting, that would be such a good key experience to like highlight because it's it's indirectly saying to the client, like, I have the communication skills to tell you what you need to do and explain how you need to tweak things in a nutshell with this question i would really the way I would, I would frame it is like i would spend some time thinking about how you would write this all out on an about page where you are going through i call this like in in my book and in my work i call this like your red thread it's like looking for all of those past experiences that you have honed over your lifetime that have taught you things that you needed to do this job now that's like really in alignment with your genius and your gifts i and mean, all those things are relevant but it's almost like looking backwards to see what what key skill sets did I pick up from all those like jobs or like odd jobs or random things or long jobs or short jobs um and pulling out the most relevant ones to make almost a cohesive case of like oh hey like I could actually totally help you um and do this consulting because I've been in the restaurant industry for over eight years I've worked with clients from like you said like like Denny's to more high-end restaurants I've done training uh education like you know I used to do like paralegal work and have, I understand like how to do the research back end. It's like, it's easy problem to solve. It's just more than anything. It's just sitting down and getting the words right to put on like a website. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How do you feel about all of that? I love the way you just kind of like pull
1: things out so easily and you're like, yeah, of course this, this, and this, it all flows great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. As for me, I find it hard to really, you know, the lack of, you know, self-confidence in that, you know, so I think that's really my biggest hurdle with that one.
0: Yeah. And I, I definitely get that. I think with the self-confidence one, I always like to think, is there times in your life where you kind of like proved yourself or like you shocked yourself and you were like, wow, I actually like did something. I was like, Totally scared to do, or it was like I thought it was like out of the realm of possibilities for me. And it's sort of almost like you prove yourself that you can do it. Have you ever had experiences like that where, looking back, you really kind of doubted your confidence, but like kind of did it anyways, and were fine on the other side? A couple of them, yeah, yeah. I would say like I know it's hard, but I would almost like try to transfer that level of courage to this because, like, I think from my perspective, I think you could one hundred percent do this, Uh, no problem. Um. It also depends on like kind of like your personality type, Beth. I always kind of think about it almost like how people deal with like IKEA furniture. Do you just like want to jump in and try to build the furniture? Do you want to read the instructions first and then build the furniture? Do you want to like watch a video, read the instructions and then build last? Like take your time. What, what kind of is like your learning style or like kind of like approach to new projects?
1: I definitely like to just kind of jump in and then, you know, as far as Ikea, if we're sticking with the Ikea mm. reference, I, if, if there's something that doesn't fit, then I'll like reference the the directions to see where I went wrong or what do I need to adjust?
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, that's good. I feel like I'm the same way. So I feel like I could give advice around this. This is what helps me and feel free to take this advice or leave this advice. But I feel like what made me feel confident was actually starting to work with clients and like seeing my genius in real time. And this is what I've heard echoed from past business coaching clients as well. It's like once my clients start actually doing the work and they're like helping people, they're like, oh, wait a second, I can do this. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but it kind of takes getting to that first client to kind of realize, oh hey, like I can actually do this. So if you're good with the method of like jumping out two feet, I would almost aim for that goal of that first, like first pay client because I have a feeling like, say for example a restaurateur kind of had a question, a couple of questions for you and like said, Hey Beth, can I invite you to coffee again? Can I pick your brain for 30 minutes? I'm sure you could just jump in and give a lot of advice. Do you feel like you'd be good at that? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I feel like the confidence comes with time and it comes from like doing the thing. It's hard to have like all the confidence in place first. Cause it's kind of, you know, we're never going to feel like totally ready for our next phase. How do you feel about all that? I definitely resonate with that. I'm kind at this particular
1: point in my life, I'm definitely in a phase where I'm actually working part time right now. So I have the space to kind of jump into it, which is why I was actually really excited to do this. I was like, Oh, this is the right time. Mm-hmm. Um because I I do have that I or I will in the coming weeks have that extra time.
0: Yeah, totally. I agree. I feel like if you feel like it's that sort of intuitive nudge and like you kind of know in your bones you're like this is the time like I got like this window of space and time I think yeah listen to that and honor that uh and for the record I think you can 100% do it best I feel like yeah I don't I don't see Thank any. You. <laughs> I think you're gonna be totally fine <laughs> so you have my vote <laughs> of confidence um Question two, where do I even start? I have an outline of what I want to offer, but how and where do I start looking for clients and promoting my business? Okay, anything else you want to add to this? Any other things you're feeling about this one?
1: Along with this one on on kind of where do I even start? I think something that intimidates me with that is like, you know, what happens once I book my first client? Like, where do I even go from there? And, you know, I guess Maybe we don't have to go into it too deep, but like legalities, mm-hmm. like, and and things of that nature. So just a broad spectrum of like, how do I even start a business in general?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, a couple things I would say. I like to always start and start with the idea of like, get clear on that who that ideal client is. Like, who would be the ideal restaurant that you'd love to work with? Like, what kind of restaurant is this? What are their problems? What are their goals? And then your your offer and your service should always be helping them reach their goals and remove their problems so it's like for example like solving the turnover issue or like solving the staffing issues just thinking about which problems do you feel most called to support with and stuff where you're like oh i could totally help really through that lens of i always like to think of like if somebody was going to ask to pick your brain over a cup of coffee what could you just be like oh yeah i can like bang out these answers in like a you know 30 minute coffee chat stuff to be easy for you to support on stuff you feel excited to talk about um really thinking about that kind of thing. And then I would try doing a bit of like idea validation in terms of like, is there any restaurants that you could reach out to or like connections you have or places you've worked in the past where you could talk to somebody that would potentially be making the buying decision? I'm not sure who that would be, which person would be in charge of like saying yes to hiring you. Um, If that's like the manager, if that's like somebody higher up, if that's like the owner, I'm not sure what level, Um, but like talking to them and being like, would this serve your needs? What other needs do you have? What are your problems? What are your goals around uh, staffing and hiring and retention Um, and kind of learning and doing all of this sort of before you start paying for like legal and website? Um, Is there anybody you can think about that you could reach out to, to kind of ask, to ask questions to? Yeah,
1: I'm sure I could probably find someone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would talk to them um, and be like, and just ask, kind of like what are your pain points around this? What are your goals? Um and just sort of learn just to make sure that essentially that the idea of the offer that you want to offer aligns up with what they're also looking for too. I usually recommend like trying to find ten folks who are in alignment with your niche to get like good research. Um and ideally like talking to them on the phone is usually the best in like it for at least you kinda of, like fifteen minutes. Um I know ten is kind of a lot, but yeah just some sort of touch point to know that you're kind of on the right track versus sort of guessing. I would definitely mm-hmm. kind of make that as like a step step one. Even if you have other people that you feel like would be relevant to get on the phone, like say you have a friend that works in the restaurant industry as well. Maybe it's like asking somebody, maybe, I don't say for example, they just have a, they have a different role, but just asking them, you know, what their pain points are around this and what their problems are and goals. You know what I mean? Just like thinking about people that would feel relevant to, to talk to, to get a bit of, just a bit of like market research. How does that feel?
1: A little intimidating, but definitely sounds like a good idea.
0: Yeah, I, I totally know what you mean. It is a little bit intimidating. It's like definitely like the rubber hitting the road. Yeah. For sure. And I definitely get that. Even if, if 10 is too much, like five, just kind of, you want to get like a pulse check, essentially. Yeah. And I also like to do this and recommend this just to make sure that you are kind of barking up the right tree. You know, before you put money into it, before you, before you put a ton of time, making sure you like talking about this, having these kinds of conversations, it like lights you up. It's kind of just like a little touch point, if that makes sense, before you kind of really jump in. And then I would say after that stage, you definitely, yeah, then you're looking at like building out a website, getting your legal work in place. I have a, a, a lawyer that I recommend to everybody. He's linked at kellytrack.com slash tools. It's Corey Sterling of conscious counsel and he works internationally. Um, and I believe you were in the U S and he does, uh, them, they work, they do international clients too. But, um, once you like want to go formal, it's like getting a lawyer, setting up a business, um, getting like in terms and conditions, like a, a services agreement. Yeah. Kind of like building out a website after that with just sort of the basic stuff of like, there's the basics of like a, a homepage and about page your offers on pages those would be like the initial next steps at, at, at like a high level overview um, versus like me giving you like, do you know what I mean? Like I, I could spend <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Oh, five no, hours yeah. telling you every single little bit in between. Um, but that's sort of like the general overview. How does that feel? Yeah, that seems
1: very tangible.
0: Yeah. So in a nutshell, I would say do the research, make sure you're barking up the right tree if you feel good about it and you feel like you're really jiving and people are interested. um And asking them as well, like, would, asking, like, would you pay for this? Like, how much would you pay for this? Even just to get a pulse check on what they would pay, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I know you had a question about pricing, and I definitely want to get to that one, too. But just sort of getting kind of just a a vibe check, almost, asking, like, when you're getting on these console, or sorry, these validation calls, just asking, you know, five to ten questions of whatever you think is relevant um, around goals, pain points, would you pay for this? is this like, would you hire me for this? Um, that kind of thing. Um, and then if you feel good doing the legal, getting the legal stuff set up, like a lawyer would tell you what legal stuff you need exactly and get that ready. And then you working on, um, building out a website, which is kind of, yeah. Building a website is always kind of fun though. It's kind of making it look cool and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Those would be kind of the initial steps. For a more detailed outline of this whole process, my signature course, Your Conscious Empire outlines the entire digital business building process step-by-step from I have an idea to I have a digital business and it being potentially a full-time digital business if you want to make it like that. So it's designed to get you up and running in three months, as well as a layout for what it looks like to build a full-time business down the road, but to get you from idea to fully launched in three months. So we go from idea to creating a target market for you to uh, mapping out an offer to validating this offer to ensure that people want what you've got. Then once that's in place, the details of legal, how you get that set up, what you need to be asking for in terms of contracts that need to be built getting set up legally we go through the ins and outs of like bookkeeping accounting Um, then we go through building out a website with sales pages and templates on that how to get clients marketing sales strategies console call scripts literally everything it's like a business in a box of literally how you go from an idea to something that's fully launched in three months so for the full step-by-step process your conscious empire is where i would redirect you Question three: How can I schedule in the time to stay consistent with the work, even when I'm not getting paid for it yet? This is a really good question. Anything else you want to add to this, or share, or mention? No, that one is yeah, that
1: one (laughs) just the way that one is yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I feel like you're great with your words. I feel like everything is everything you ask is like super clear and amazing. So yeah, you're a great communicator, Beth. (laughs) Thank Um, you. (laughs) I would say my first question to you is, what does your week look like when you were talking about scheduling and time? And I know you said you have a pocket of time coming up. Tell me about like the free time you do have during the week that is available for you.
1: Well, to be completely honest with you, um, with COVID and everything that's been going on in the last year and a half, my schedule has been quite all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, so just narrowing things into like a good rhythm. Um, when I say I've got time coming up, my, I actually have a son who's going into kindergarten in a couple of weeks. So once he's in school and I can get into like a good solid flow and routine, yeah, that's, I'm hoping to be able to fit more of this in there.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, totally. Um, I totally get that. I'd say in terms of time, I guess, so like when he goes to kindergarten and when you have those sort of like pockets of time, I I usually like to kind of always think about when your best hours are and doing kind of work within your best hours. If the best hours, I call them your golden hours, like thinking about the days when you're most productive. Um, If those are not available to you, it's like pulling at other pockets of time. But I always kind of like to start and see like, is there a certain time of the day where you feel like you are most alert, where you feel like you are at your sharpest or like most creative to like do this you know, to do like the early stuff.
1: Do yeah. you feel like there's a
0: certain time of day for you that you really enjoy?
1: Um, to be productive, probably between the hours of 10 a.m. to two or three in the afternoon.
0: Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, makes sense. I feel like I'm the same. <laughs> Anything after <laughs> two, I like my brain turns off. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say when you when um, your child is in the kindergarten. Um, yeah definitely trying to use those pockets of time where you have that free time within your kind of golden hours. Are you like a routine person, Beth? Like, do you like that routine and that structure? Or are you the kind of person that would be kind of good squeezing pockets of time in in every nook and cranny?
1: I'm somewhere in the middle. I like having a schedule and a routine, but I also need it to be able to be a little flexible. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. My best kind of advice is to just like, when you have those pockets of time, go for it. And kind of like, I kind of just like to flow sometimes with work. It's like kind of like almost just like flowing with it, working when you really feel like working. And then when you kind of hit your limit or you feel like you've done enough for the day and you need a break, like definitely taking a break. You can always come back to it later. If you have something else that pops up, no problem. Um, But like doing the work when you feel like in a good, good phase, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And if you do like structure, thinking about ways in which you can be proactive going into the time that you do have, especially like when the time is, you know, more limited, Um, it's just like getting clear on like the three objectives you want to hit in that day, like three things you're going to do. Maybe it's like reach out to like a goal of like reaching out to three potential folks in the restaurant industry, or, you know, maybe it's like booking two people to have a validation call, or maybe it looks like a goal of like opening up uh, a Squarespace account to like get a website started or like writing out the first draft of your about page. But like thinking about mm-hmm. three specific goals you want to hit going into that block of time. And like, I don't know if you'd like to write things out, but you know, writing down those three things down in your agenda and like crossing them off one by one as you go through. So, to best optimize your time, I would A, consider when you are most productive during the day, AKA your golden hours, and try your best to work during those. B, figure out your three most important tasks and do those when you sit down to work and don't do other work other than those. And C, if you like routine and ritual, having a small routine to set you up for success before you go into that period of time. So it can be as simple as making a cup of coffee and writing down three affirmations in a journal, whatever literally it is for you. Maybe it's a walk around the block, listening to some music, whatever, but just something simple and something that is easy to replicate that sort of trains your brain into thinking, okay, we're going to do this little ritual and then we're going to do the work. And it kind of like primes you before that activity. So something simple and something easy. How does that feel for you?
1: Yeah, I love that. I'm very much a a list
0: person. I love writing everything out and checking things off. Nice, nice. Me too. And I think the part about, you know, staying consistent when you're not getting paid. um, I mean, I definitely get it. I think it's going to be usually with like entrepreneurial things. It's just like doing the thing, even though it's hard but knowing that like what you want is going to be coming down the road you know what i mean like it's like doing it now if that makes sense and just sort of like remembering that that future reward is coming and this is just sort of like the work leading up to it um and Mm -hmm. yeah also like take also you know if you feel any pressure around things like take the pressure off just even being in a state of like exploring and having fun like you don't even have any clients yet so it's like it's, it's like a magical space, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you can really build this up and dream and design it how you want to design it. And it's sort of like that, that magical phase of, it, it stuff's coming down the road, but it's still in a space where you're kind of dreaming and putting the pieces together. How does that land for you?
1: I, I love it when you put it that way. Um, you know, the dreaming, imagining, building, designing, um, versus thinking that it's just like, I have to be rigid about it. I can, it's something I can turn into fun, you know, because obviously it's something I want to do. Mm -hmm. So
0: totally, you know, I feel like, I think for most of us who are doing, you know, a businesses based on our genius, it kind of feels like almost like a, like a passion project. And you can even look at it as like a, the, this space and time as just like working on your passion. And, you know, one day this thing could totally, you know, turn around and like pay you for sure. But like, think of it Mm -hmm. as just almost investing time now in the mindset of like a really fun hobby that one day is going to make you money and just sort of looking at it almost through that kind of lens. How does that feel?
1: Yeah, it does definitely feel less stressful and, you know, relieve some pressure.
0: Yeah. Are you feeling kind of like stressed and pressured about it?
1: In a way, but in a way where like I I'm almost like impatient, you know, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) we're like, I'm, it's it's only on me, you know, I know it's, I'm the one putting it on myself, obviously. Um, but Yeah.
0: I totally get that. I, I feel like what I'm kind of getting the intuitive download for you, Beth, is like, I feel like you're definitely in that space of like, go time of like, it's time to go. Like, I feel like it's almost like you are, you've got that energy of like, you know, that the marathons come in and you're like, lacing up your shoes and you're like waiting for like the start, like you're waiting for the marathon to start. And you're like, I'm ready to run the race. Like, I'm ready to go. Um, do you feel like you're in that kind of energy space? that's exactly how I feel. Yes. Cool. Um, and that's a really good place to be. Cause I feel like you're, you're right there. And I feel like you have the energy and you have the mojo. Um, it's about almost just like letting yourself do it and like mm-hmm. go for it. Anything else you wanted to ask about this, about scheduling and time, um, and doing the work, staying consistent while you're not getting paid for it yet? No, I think,
1: yeah, that one was really good. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Good. And how has this been? How is this helping you so far? Do you feel like we're solving working through issues?
1: Yes, I am. I actually I'm filling up my notebook as we're talking through.
0: So this is great. I love it. Okay, good. Good. Um, okay, next question was how do I determine my pricing? I don't want to cut myself short, but also want to be realistic while providing you with enough income. Okay, great question. I have two thoughts on this. Number one, I don't Obviously, I'm not, I don't know this industry super well, so I can't really give you recommended rates. I usually like to kind of give people in like the coaching or consulting space recommended rates of what I would sort of suggest. My first gut instinct was like, if you know people who do similar work to you, I kind of call it like a competitor peek and take a peek at what they're charging. Um, Just to kind of get a vibe and a sense of what the rates are. Um, I don't like to like look too much at other people's prices because it kind of can throw your head in for a loop and you can start like the comparison game and stuff but a little light peek at just what the prices are might be helpful to just see what the industry rates are my second thought for you actually and this would be a probably a better approach for you Beth, is like working backwards so when you say like the keywords being determining your pricing while providing you with enough income i would ask you what is that enough income in your definition so say for example you're like Let's use easy numbers. You're like, I want to make a thousand dollars per month. Then you'd be like, okay, I could either get one client at a thousand dollars per month, or you know, see two clients at five hundred bucks a month. But that's going to equal to the thousand dollars that I'm looking for. So I would ask you, what is that number of quote unquote enough income? Is that five k a month? Is that ten k a month? Like thinking about what that number is, and then working back from that to make your prices. You know, it's funny you say that because I actually did do that. (laughs) Hmm. perfect. Um, I did it as like a full-time
1: thing versus Mm -hmm. a part-time thing, um, of what I eventually want to be at, Mm -hmm. but yeah, definitely starting. I know it's going to be different.
0: Yeah. And because it is going to be a business that's paying you, you can always be charging more in those settings versus like one-to-one stuff. Businesses buy a lot more things than like personal, right? And it's usually easier to sell to businesses because they have expense accounts. You know what I mean? So, Don't cut yourself short. Was there a number that you thought about, like in terms of what you would feel go charging for? Depending on how, you know, if I were to go
1: in super deep dive with, you know, the client, the number I was thinking of um was somewhere between a thousand and fifteen
0: hundred. Okay, cool. And then how long would that package be?
1: That would include a assessment, you know, a pre-assessment evaluation, um, recommendations, resources, action plan, um, along with my support through the action plan.
0: Okay, cool. And how, how many hours of time do you think that would take you? That's a big question mark for me right now. I'm not, can't say I fully thought that one through. That's totally okay. Um, you, you don't need to have like an, an answer. No problem. Um, I would say with things you can always another way I like to kind of look at pricing is like if there's like an ideal hourly rate you want just times that by the number of hours going into a package. Um, And I like to add in thinking as well, but like admin admin time back and forth emails, because you want to be billing for all of that, not just like time with the client face to face Um, or like on the phone uh, or on zoom. Um, So thinking about you could think about it and approach it like that. I would say another option that's kind of coming to me right now, Beth, is like, say you felt good. And I always like to think with pricing, you kind of want it to feel good when you're starting. And you kind of want to charge a number that you feel confident about. Because if you feel if you're going too high off the bat, you're going to feel kind of nervous, almost sometimes bringing up the conversation around money or like it's going to feel a little bit weird. It's kind of like that Goldilocks, not too hot, not too cold. So if you feel good at a certain number, I would say totally start there. There's nothing wrong with that. And you could even say something like for your first 5 clients, you're going to do this package at $1,000. Um and then down the road you can boost that up to 2,000, 5,000, whatever it is that you want to charge. Mm-hmm. But starting where the number feels good for you, um a number that you would happily work for, a number that you would feel confident saying out loud to somebody if they asked you, for example, like say you're having a coffee Chat with somebody, they're picking your brain and they're like, Oh, how much is that package? And you're like, Oh yeah, no problem. A thousand dollars. Something that could easily roll mm-hmm. off the tongue. How does that approach feel to you? Like picking a number that feels good at that you feel good at and doing that for the first several couple clients.
1: That definitely sounds like a good idea. I also like what you said about breaking down between admin time, you know, and other aspects as well.
0: Yeah, totally. And I think, yeah, thinking about those times too, because sometimes we forget about that kind of stuff. And thinking about, and I'd also say, like, really think about what number would feel good for you to earn. As like working this down to like an hourly rate and stuff, what number do you want to charge? What number? And really, kind of thinking back to that, the words "enough income" and those like income goals. When you're good at what you do, and you, when you can help folks, people will always like pay for that. And you're solving like a big problem for folks, like you know, staffing and hiring and turnover. Like that's all very expensive, right? For them, on so that like you're like saving the restaurant's money by helping them do this. Right. So it's like a, it's, it's truly like they're, they're paying you to save money in the long run and like save headaches and, you know, s- stop having problems. So it, your work is valuable to them. Yeah. How does that resonate for you? How do you feel about all of that? Yeah, I, I, I agree with all of that as well. Um, was there any other like thoughts you had or like numbers you want to like toss out at me or like things you want to walk through, we can, we can totally do that if you'd like. I can kind of like just explain to you how I did it before. Yeah. If I, you know,
1: kind of what I started at was obviously I went through my own expenses and, and figured out, you know, on the lower end, what it would it look like that I would want to be making a year? Um, mm-hmm. For me, that looks like 70K a year,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which then I d- broke it down into what would I need to make a month? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, depending on what I charge, how many clients would I need in that month? And then that's just kind of the way I broke it down.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a really good way to look at it. This is a really detailed piece, um, but I'm going to explain it here. So usually with businesses, because you have so many expenses, your take home income that you would give to yourself as like a salary or a dividend is 50% of what you earn. So think about it like this. If we're using easy numbers, if you... Personally, Beth, want a $1,000 salary. That means you need to be booking $2,000 in sales, right? So just think about that and keep that in mind when you're making your calculations. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And
1: that's that's definitely helpful to think about.
0: Yeah. Anything else you want to ask about pricing? One question that just popped in my head
1: is as far as um, billing goes, Mm -hmm. is it something where I should bill after the service is completed or have a dump, like, you know, have a deposit first and collect the rest after?
0: Yeah, this is a great question. Um, This is like the beauty of having your own business because you can pick how you want it and then your lawyer would put that in the services agreement, right? So for me, I like everything paid up front. I like it because it's easiest Um, and it's like people go through checkout, they buy and then we do the work. It's however you want to do it and what feels good too for you. Like if you want to do... Say you're working with somebody for three months, you bill them a certain amount every single month. You could ask for that up front. I'd say it's what feels right and good for you, Beth. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And thinking as well about the package. Like say if you're only doing like a two hour, say it's like a two hour quick call and quick help, that's something you could easily get them to pay for it ahead of time. Do you have a preference at all, Beth, about how you would like to charge?
1: Not not necessarily. I think I definitely like the sound of how you know, the ease of, you know, paying up front. Um, However, I may want to work with clients for a longer term. Mm -hmm. So the idea of billing monthly or however it works out, you know, definitely is a good
0: option to keep in mind. Yeah. Any other questions about this? Anything else? Not that I can think of. Okay, cool. Next question is restaurants are in an unpredictable place right now. My self-doubt is telling me this is not a good time to start up this business. How can I overcome this and just do the thing? I like this question. Anything else you want to add or share? Um Again, no, I don't think so. <laughs> totally fair. Um, I thought this question was really good. Um, I would say my answer is pretty simple. I would almost I would look at it through the opposite lens of if it's really unpredictable, they probably need your help even more. Um, you know what I mean? Like if, if things are hard, they're, they would probably love to talk to somebody like you, you know what I mean? If they're having a hard time with like staffing, um, and like retention and things are feeling up in the air, um, as with many industries are right now, you know, I feel like some help would feel really nice. What do you think?
1: Yeah, that's definitely um, where I'm trying to shift my mindset to, because that sounds way better.
0: Yeah, because I feel like I think with everything, it's sort of one of those things that like you never try, if you don't try, you don't know. You know what I mean? Do you feel like you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself for like this to like really work and like take off and like go?
1: Yeah, probably. I, I tend to do that to myself for sure.
0: Fair. I mean, it's like a really natural thing. My best sort of piece of advice for you is just really thinking about if it's unpredictable, they probably would love your help even more. Um, yeah, I think leaning into almost that opposite view can be really helpful at times. That's one of the tools I really like to leverage on a lot. I call it like taking the flip perspective. It's sort of like if and I get into a bad thinking day of like, oh my God, what if, what if I, nobody wants my book? I'm like, well, okay, then what if everybody, like, what if everybody wants my book? Like, what about the, what's the opposite uh, thought? And it, does that thought feel a little bit better, <laughs> um, but right, like, flipping yeah. those thoughts <laughs> on their head. Um, and, and sometimes just playing with that, especially when we are feeling stressed or like pressured or, you know, having those expectations. And the other thing, you know, Beth, like so much of you going on this journey is going to be you pivoting and like tweaking and like the business that you think you're going to have now, might look so different than the business you have a year from now because you might you're gonna like work with clients and then tweak and you're like oh I love working on this and not so much on this and it's gonna shift right you know um so like kind of like allowing it to be kind of like shift and and flow how does that feel for you that feels scary but definitely definitely
1: easier than me trying to be rigid about things yeah
0: Yeah. And I understand. I feel like when we are feeling uncertainty, it's easy to have that like want to like grasp onto the rigidity. Anything else I can do to support you around this question and sort of like the any other like fear or like self-doubt or any other like nagging worries in the back of your mind? I don't think so. I, I think we talked about some of that in the first question as well.
1: So yeah, I think I think you did a really good job helping me with that. Thank you
0: good anything else you want to ask but we have like we've got more time here so if there's like anything else you want to work on or like if you want to talk about your offer and like work through that at all or if you have other questions or anything else that feels like relevant that you want to ask i guess one thing that um
1: you know i think i get a little bit of imposter syndrome about is you know with kind of what i'm doing here there's definitely going to be quite a bit of research involved um research that I don't have experience in and I guess I don't really know what my question would be here but you know just for example you know in, in in a restaurant assessment that I would do with a client you know I would want to look at you know They're like kind of like looking through financial records, but I don't have, you know, a financial background just to kind of gauge, you know, what they're spending and where and how to help them, you know, to redirect things that would shift into their action plan.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. As a good example, too, I totally see what you're saying. I think. The way I would kind of look at that is, like, you're probably looking at stuff at, like, a high level. You know what I mean? You're probably going to take a peek at that, you know, the, the finances and just sort of, like, look. You know what I mean? It's not like you're doing in-depth financials. In the same way, like, when I ask clients about sales, like, I'm just asking for, like, top level. You know what I mean? Or, like, top level yeah. expenses. Or being like, oh, you're spending a lot on that. I would say don't worry too much because you're probably not going to have to get, like, really deep. I'm assuming you're just looking at like top level stuff, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess another thing I had in mind with that as well is as a part of my marketing strategy would be, you know, obviously businesses want to buy something that they know is going to be a a wise investment and have a return money for them. Um, so having the research back them up where I could show, hey, you know what I mean, like this is what most people spend. every new employee here's what we're going to spend to keep your employees and here's where that's going to benefit you
0: yeah i love that beth i think that's a really smart way of thinking um like this would be great text on like a website page or something where it's like it's it's using the tactic of like price anchoring of like comparing essentially saying Using the example, say you're booking your package at $1,000, essentially saying this $1,000 is really cheap because the cost of getting a new employee for you is uh, $2,000, you know what I mean, based on this stat that you found of like what it costs like hire a new employee and train them, like finding any of those kinds of things you can. Anything else that you have questions around, Beth, or anything else I can do to support you? I thank you pretty much answered everything that I can think of. So yeah, thank you. Cool. Yay. Well, thank you so much, Beth. What was the number one most helpful for you, thing for you today in this chat?
1: Oh, um, definitely, probably the, um, honestly, there are so many helpful things. Do I have to choose this one? Whatever one's feel most helpful. Um, you know, going back to the first question of just kind of like, Pulling out things that I can like just really put on paper to help me feel confident in my experiences. Um, and just getting that tangible piece from question two of like, oh, I can actually just start contacting people and just asking them questions.
0: Good. Okay. Amazing. Perfect. I love to hear that. Um, yeah. I totally think you can 100% do this, Beth. Um, I feel like these things are things you can easily do and I think you have the experience like in the industry and you know it well I feel like it's like in my eyes I think this is like a easy green light for you where it's like Beth can totally do this yeah two thumbs up (laughs) oh thank you (laughs) you're so welcome you're so welcome um amazing yeah that's everything I that's everything anything else you want to like add any other final things anything else Uh, No, I don't think so. Cool. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Beth. Well, thank you, Kelly. It was so nice speaking with you. It was so nice chatting with you too. All right, my friends. And that is a wrap on this genius session. I hope you enjoyed listening to this. I hope you had a fun time eavesdropping on this call with Beth. I hope it provided maybe some support or inspiration for your own life. And hey, if you want to get your hands on a copy of p.s you're a genius my very first published book which is an unconventional guide to finding your innate gifts even when you feel like you have none you can order it at kellytrack.com books that's kellytrack.com books and i would be so so grateful if you found that book in your hands and you read that thing um it would mean the absolute world to me and it would be such an honor and such a pleasure for me to help you find your genius and for you to do the work that you were born to do. I feel like that's really my mission on planet earth is to help you kind of unite with the work you were born to do and your destiny and what is meant for you in this lifetime. So I really hope that you finding your genius is the thing that leads you down the right path. So That's for you at kellytrack.com slash books. If you want to get your hands on a copy of PS, you're a genius. All right, everybody, that is the show for you today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. I love you. I care about you. And I so hope that everything is working out in your favor. I'm sending good energy, good vibes your way. And uh, thanks for tuning in. All right. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day. And I'm so excited to see you back here soon.